is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Islanders Anxiety from the Lighthouse Hockey Podcast Network. Do not adjust your podcast devices or your PCs because uh, we just did an episode a couple of days ago, but uh, the Islanders went and made a huge trade this evening, acquiring Bo Horvat from the Vancouver Canucks for Anthony Beauvillier, Atu Ratu, and a protected first round pick. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me, as always, is my friend Michael Eboff. And Mike, uh, you are in particular fired up yeah about this trade and uh i can't wait to hear all the ways uh in which you're excited about it so yeah go for it like i what was i mean i was playing video games i'll get more into this later but like i was playing video games when i stopped for a second and looked at my phone and it was blowing up and it was you and other people telling me oh my god they got a horvat like what was your kind of feeling when this whole trade went down uh so where was i it was it's funny um so a couple days ago i got a text from friend of the pod uh, Elliot Friedman saying, uh, I woke up from a nap and I saw he had texted me saying, I, by the way, I think you guys are in on Horvat because we're talking about something else. And, you know, I kind of talked around uh, with with you and other folks and I joked back with him like, oh, you know, just like we were in on Kadri and Goodrow and Patrick Marlowe <laughs> and, uh, you know, going all yeah. the way back, right? Like former future Islanders that we can make a team. Mm. Um, but I mean, you know, he's he's. The, the guy in that kind of space so you do still get excited and i then you know if it's like it, nothing's gonna happen mm-hmm. um and then today when i was walking elvis before dinner and i was actually listening to 32 thoughts uh <laughs> and like the second half of it i listened to the first half earlier on a walk in the second half on this walk uh and i got to the point where they talked about the islanders being in on horvat and it was uh, you yeah. know, very quickly mentioned, he just is like, you know, one team I keep hearing about is like the Islanders might be in on him because you know that like you, this, you might not hear about it. Then I got home, I hung up my jacket, sat down on the couch, took out my computer uh, to finish up some work. And I reached into my pocket and my phone was ringing. There was my buddy, <laughs> Mike. And by the time I tried to answer it, he, it was the call was already over. And I saw why he was calling. Um mm you know my phone was lighting up and that's why i'm excited because for for the rest of my life i'm gonna remember where i was when the islanders traded for bo horvat and another rest of my like just like i was when i remember where i was when the islanders traded for thomas vanek i remember exactly where i was 
when I when the Islanders trade for Ryan Smith, I played hooky as I always did on trade deadline day from from school, and I was upstairs pretending to be sick and watching TSN on an old computer <laughs> uh, when they traded for Ryan Smith. I remember James Duffy yeah. being like, you know, basically pausing the broadcast, being like, "We can't go to commercial yet because something's coming, and it has to do with Ryan Smith and like the New York Islanders." And this feels a lot <laughs> like that in a lot of ways, um, mm. because one. The, the Islanders are in a season where they're just like that one where the playoffs are not a guarantee. Um, and they just, mm. they just knocked out the, you know, the biggest, they just grabbed the biggest fish in the pond at the trade deadline. Uh, I know the deadlines for not for a while, but you know, for, of all the names that have been out there, the Islanders got them. Like that's exciting. You should be excited that the Islanders just made a trade for the, the best player available on the trade deadline. Like that's, that's what being a fan is about. Like, sure. We want to win and you want your team to be great and you want these trades to work out, but also like, you want to be excited and, and you want these moments to happen to your team. Think about it this way. If you saw that the Boston Bruins traded Trent Frederick, a first round pick and like a prospect for, for Bo Horvat, wouldn't your thought be, man, the Islanders probably could have given that up. Right. And, and <laughs> that's a good point. And, yeah. and they did like, they did it. And we've, we've been talking for so long, like just do something, Lou, Jesus Christ, where are you? Like, do it, do, please do it. <laughs> And he did it, and and the reaction, no matter who the what the move he did, what what trade he made, the reaction from the people that don't matter was always going to be the same. It was mm-hmm. always going to be the same. Yeah, it was going to be. Yeah. Look, let's look at Lou. Like, what is he? Was he trying to win the 2017 Stanley Cup? Like, we get it. Like, there, that's always going to be the case, no matter what the Islanders did. It, it was always going to be the case. Um, yeah. and. I'm excited because he he's a good player. He's a great player. He makes the Islanders much better. Um, there's a lot of emotions to impact, right? Like I'm very excited mm-hmm. to have Bo Horvat on the Islanders. I'm this, I'm like a little sad about Beauvillier. Just you know, we we can unpack those emotions later on in the episode or kind of when when he comes to play the Islanders as a member of Vancouver Canucks. And then there's fear, right? Like no matter what the trade was going to be, it could always not work out. But I wouldn't. I'd be very careful with confusing fear for anger at this trade like you can be scared i'm scared like if this trade doesn't work out the islanders could be screwed like it could screw them over <laughs> but if they didn't make the trade the islanders were just gonna go into next offseason with the same exact situation that they were in the past two off seasons so i would well, say like it's very very normal to be f- afraid of this trade mm-hmm. but don't confuse that with anger and like because nobody knows how this is going to work out not a single person doesn't matter how many charts you throw at our direction doesn't matter how many (laughs) memes you know that the chart slingers need to make about lou and the islanders and 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 their contract situation and the age of the roster it doesn't matter like nobody knows where this is going that's the fun of it Mm -hmm. like it's it's this guy could score zero goals and be traded at the deadline by the the islanders (laughs) or he could sign an extension and be awesome and and just be like the you know mr islander like who knows? And that's exciting. Like the whole point of being a fan is like to to enjoy these ups and downs and waves and 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 there's nothing more exciting outside of big wins than this kind of moment. So you should enjoy it and you can be afraid. That doesn't mean you 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 can't be afraid of it or be or be skeptical of the move. You can absolutely do that. I think there's fair fair arguments to be made about it, but you should I, I'm I'm so excited. Like they did something. This is exciting. The the league is talking about the Islanders. Um mm. man this is it's going to be great. <laughs> well, uh I am one of those people that is very afraid and very skeptical <laughs> about this. The more I thought about it, the less I I really liked it. Um because I just felt like, well, first of all, let me let me go back. So, like I said, I was playing video games. Uh I don't get a lot of video game time in the week, and so when my daughter has dance, which is for like 2 hours a couple times a week, I take that time to play. My go-to relaxation game after work is Rock Band 4. Yes, the game just celebrated its seventh anniversary. I don't care. I play it all the time because it's I can play it in a half hour and it's fun. Uh, I still suck at it, but that's another story. And I'm playing and I stop for, after a song and I pick up my phone and that's when I saw it was blowing up and everybody was talking about this. And uh, I didn't really know what to think. Um, and I just, as I played, of course, I played poorly because I was thinking about Bo Horvat and the Islanders. I don't know. It just seems like he's not quite the right guy at the right time. Now, to address what you were talking about, 100% he's the big fish out there and I feel like at some point we will hear that you know, Lou heard or the Islanders had an idea that either the Devils, the Penguins, the Bruins, 
the Hurricanes, the Caps, or whoever, and the Rangers, whatever, were in on Horvat, and they wanted to pounce and get the deal before they did. And if that's true, I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. But here's the problem. Those teams are all in the playoffs. Like right now, the Islanders are two points behind the Penguins for that last playoff spot with you know no games in hand. Everybody's got games in hand on them. So from that point of view, this is an extremely risky move. Uh, I was just on Hockey Night New York on Sunday night with Sean and, and Christian and Stefan, and we all had a great time. The guys are lovely. We had a, a wonderful conversation, and I sat there and I said, I don't think Lou's going to do anything because he doesn't want to pay the prices that are out there. And they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, I don't think he wants to like give up Atu Ratu. And then less than 24 hours later, Atu Ratu is now a member of the Vancouver Canucks. So I was wrong. And this is what you listen to this show for, because we have no idea what we're talking about, as always. <laughs> so uh, I take no blame for that. But um, I get back on there and say that he's never going to trade William DeFore <laughs> for Timo Meyer. <laughs> Timo Meyer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That, now, maybe that's my power. I just need to understand it more. But uh, yeah, so you know, a lot of this comes as a shock. Now, you know, Bo... Trading Beauvillier, and see, now we have to kind of qualify Bo versus Bo. So <laughs> losing Anthony Beauvillier does suck. And it's, you know, this guy drove us crazy. We've been slamming him for weeks because he went into one of his annual funks. Uh, as my friend Wyatt Arndt asked me, he's a Vancouver writer, hoping to get him on Weird Islanders one of these days. Um, you know, he asked me, what are we getting here? And I was like, Bo is an extremely lovable player until his annual 15 to 20 game drought. Like it just happens every single year with Bo. Uh, but he's such a likable guy and, you know, was Matthew Barzell's close friend from, you know, even before they were drafted in the same year in the same round. And so, you know, he scored inarguably the biggest Islanders goal in decades uh, against Tampa Bay in game six and overtime in, in 2021. And so he will always be remembered for that. And mm-hmm. what you talked about, you know, we could talk about him maybe more when he comes back to play the Islanders. Yeah. Guess what? That's next week or two weeks from now (laughs) because at the sixth, they come back from the all-star break. They play the Flyers. Then they play um, somebody else. Oh, Seattle the next night. And then, yeah, then two days later, they play Vancouver. So (laughs) this is all going to come up again in a very short amount of time. Um, There is a lot to unpack here. And uh, let's start with with Bo Horvat, the player, uh, because he is a very, very good player. 31 goals already this season. He had 31 all of last season. So, I mean, he's, and that was a career high as it is. So he's on a damn near 50 goal pace with, um, you know, 70 something or whatever. Yeah. Games to go. No, not 70 something, 30 something games to go. And um, he's an all-star. Like he's going to the all-star game <laughs> as a Vancouver Canuck. So I don't know how that's going to work out next week. Tune into the all-star game to find out. Maybe this was all done to, to goose ratings of the all-star game. I don't know. But, um, you know, he had goals, seasons of 20, 22, 27 and 22 goals. Going back, then he had a cut, some injury problems during the sort of pandemic years, um, but then came back again, 31 goals, 31 again this year. He's a good player. I mean, he's he's a damn good player. None of this has anything to do with him. He seems like a heck of a nice guy. To do what he's done this season in the environment of Vancouver this season, and I say I don't say that lightly, knowing you know who, who's, what team I'm a fan of, um, <laughs> that goes to show you that he's a, he's a pretty – I think he's got his head on straight and he, he's at least a very focused individual as, as Butch Coring might say. Um, he's a center. He's 27. He'll turn 28 uh, in um, let's see in April. Great. Um, he was making five and a half million this year. Well, he, his cap hit was five and a half million. He was making 4.45. He has not gotten an extension and we'll talk about that extensively soon, but as a player, Bo, Bo Horvat's good. He's six feet, 215, certainly larger than Bo, probably you know about the same size as Ratu, obviously much more experienced. So I think from that perspective, it's pretty good. But then again, he, again he's a center. And this team, you know, as bad as their forwards are, their strength lies at center. So I don't know where he's going to play. Is they going to move Barzell to the wing? Is he going to play the wing? Is Nelson going to play his wing? Like, I, I just, this is what gets, like, right off the bat, I'm already like, where is this guy going to play? <laughs> where he play? Wherever he plays, he's good. but. That right there, I just don't even know already. Like, what, what are they going to do with this guy? I don't even understand. So, the the, the so the positional thing is interesting in the extension because, like, how long we've been talking about like Barzell just needs someone to play with, and they got him someone, but they play the same position. So how? And, <laughs> and this is a, it's a funny situation to put Lane Lambert in because I think the jury is very much still out on on his his you know ceiling as a coach or even his floor as a coach and mm. um you know, what, what this team's going to do uh, with these two guys. And do you trust 
that they get it right, and you just got to hope that they do. Uh, but uh, people are going to talk about this season being, you know, an outlier season for Horvat, and it is. It's his career high. Um, but like you said, he, he scored um, 31 goals last year in 70 games. The season before that, he scored 19 in the 56 game, you know, shortened season. So that's about a 27 goal pace. Uh, it scored 22 and 69 the year before that. So we're talking, you know, similarly, like in that, you know, 25 or so, 25, 26 goal range. Players can, can get better. Like, so it looks like he's just getting better at hockey. Not all that dissimilar from his now teammate, Brock Nelson, who was not you know, close, even close to the player that he's become (laughs) when he was 26 years old, 27 years old and quote at the peak of his prime years. Um, Brock's best years have come, I think past the age of 30, the past two seasons, right? He's he's both those seasons at 30 or older. So like that's okay. Like that can happen. He's, he seems to be getting better as a scorer. Um, his, I don't think we, anybody's, gonna expect him to score a 50 you know be a 50 goal scorer uh you know from this point on until he truly you know falls off but the islanders are desperate for goal scorers they're Mm -hmm. desperate for a player who can just score goals like 31 goals this season for bo horvat on a terrible team i think anthony bovillier had six i I don't really know how many (laughs) goals he had it but it, it, it it wasn't a lot and um, you know, that's not a slight against Bo Villiers. Uh, it's more of like a, the Islanders just upgraded their, their roster significantly. And it's not just for this year either. Uh, hopefully, uh, we got to show him the schools. We're going <laughs> to need to, we're going to need to take this guy, you know, give him the full someone, uh, I think it was Will Forth, but it was like, you gotta, we gotta give him the full Andrew Ladd tour, whether it's, you know, Zorns, all American. You know, you show them all mm. the pe- your favorite pizzeria. You know, I'll I'll definitely shout out Louisiana Joe's in Oceanside. It's a wonderful, wonderful place to have lunch. Uh, we could get Bo there maybe one day. Um, but one one of Lou Lamoureux's strengths as an Islander g- general manager has been his ability to get these extensions done with basically everybody they wanted to, uh, and and mm. at a non backbreaking cost. So That's true. I do trust that, and and I've had a couple people reach out saying they think that it's very likely that he 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 signs, and who knows? Like otherwise, we're you know Sebastian Kohlberg, where are you? You know we can you know, we look <laughs> at a situation like that, but um, right. I have no reason to believe he won't you know like it here. We've 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 talked so many times about the players who know nothing about Long Island, and then they come and they fall in love with it because especially players at his age. Um, like you're you're a little older, like probably maybe a young family. I don't know anything about him, so if he doesn't have a family, I don't know. He was in Disney World when this trade went down, so I'm assuming he has a young family, or maybe he and his wife are just yep. big Disney fans. There you go. But uh, but like that, you know. that's like the right. He's the perfect age to be rich on Long Island. Is what <laughs> is. Um, and uh, the Islanders probably can make him richer. And uh, but yeah, he as long as they can find a way to make him fit, like this is. This is, I think, good news. They got, they got to extend them. Otherwise, you know, we're we're talking about a very different situation. But I'm operating under the assumption they do because I don't think they make this trade if they don't think they can. I know his agent is like Pat Morris, I think, mm-hmm. uh, who who sounds from. I don't, you know, pay attention to the agents whenever they talk about. You know, I know he's got Clutterbuck and Sezikis's agent. Like, perfect, kind of right? Like, same. like there you go. So, like, there's, there's, and Lou, um, if if he's got guys like that, he's he works with Lou, um, and. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 there's a lot to 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 kind of there's. I think there's a lot more to be excited about. There's definitely things you want you're a little bit afraid of. You know, who knows? I, from from what we saw from Atu Ratu, he looked like an effective player, but he's played ten NHL games. Uh, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Bo, like we all know that you know it just wasn't working for him anymore, and uh, he's going to be the type of player that when you see people with Beauvillier jerseys on, like. That's the type of jersey that you could wear 40 years from now and people be like, God, I love that guy, man. What a huge right. goal. Because he, he didn't just score that. I mean, that goal against Tampa was one of the best mm-hmm. nights of my life. Um, it, it was at NASA Coliseum, the beers flying down, his iconic mm-hmm. quote afterwards. Uh, but he scored big goals in other games as well. He always seemed to, to, to have good games against the Rangers. He scored a goal 
yeah. um, against yeah. Tavares in, in the return game. Like he he had some really stellar moments, but he was a moments player and he was making four and a half million dollars also next year. So just remember that too. Like this is this didn't just this wasn't just a one for one swap. Like they got four and a half million dollars off the books next year when they're going to need to start, you know, upgrading at other places as well. Uh, so I don't know, man. I think that there's there's really you know you it's one of those situations where if you're going to listen to the outside voices, I think you're gonna the more and more you're gonna think uh, you know this trade was was not worth the, the risk was the risk outweighs the reward. But I think if you kind of just look at it from a fan perspective and and not the you know analyst fan analyst perspective that everyone you know feels like you need to be, uh, mm. you you'll you'll like it more and more and and you know this yeah. it it could be awesome like this is this is great like yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm so excited I and I'll be honest like I was just as giddy when the Islanders got Thomas Vanek and that obviously didn't work <laughs> out and um, right. I would say that the Ryan Smith Definitely. trade you know. In a, in a weird way, did work out because they got into the playoffs and the, the, what they gave up never amounted to anything. So, yeah. and the pick is t- top twelve protected. So, mm. who knows? Maybe the Islanders, if they do struggle immensely out of the break, they sign Bo to an extension and then they win the lottery and they get Bo and Bedard. You know, like <laughs> who knows? This can go in a million different directions. How how much did we hear about how the Canadians? Are gonna rue the day they traded PK Subban for Shea Weber, and then everyone now is like, "Damn, Shea we- that Shea Weber <laughs> trade was really good for the Canadians." And I was a hundred percent right about that one because I definitely said that you know Shea Weber for PK Subban is gonna really hurt the the Predators, like, and yeah. and or even like go to the Jacob Vrana for Anthony Mantha trade, which people think mm. is was the biggest trade ever, and and gets yeah. talked about. And both of those, one of those players is uh, in the AHL, and the other player is a healthy scratch for the Capitals every night. So these <laughs> trades can can go a million different directions. You just don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Oh, uh, people people lambasted the Pajot trade. Right. Yeah, we were like, no, that he's pretty much the perfect guy, and they really didn't give up all that much, and it's worked out pretty well. I mean, I don't even know who Ottawa drafted with those. You picks. know who it was? Like, I don't... It was that guy Ridley Gregg who made the. His NHL oh, debut he? against the Islanders oh. the other night. All right, bad example. bad example. <laughs> no, but I mean, still, like it, it worked yeah. for the Islanders. Like he, I guess he they, true, they acquired yeah. him, and he's been a great third line center for him, and he, yeah. and he scored playoff yeah. goals. Like he, sure. He, I mean, I've said it before. Like we can, you know, people can complain about Lou, and that's all fair, and it's it's you know fine to to criticize. I think that you know he's he, obviously they haven't won a Stanley Cup, so you can you know have have whatever feelings you want about him, but. At the end of the day, like his moves led to them going to the conference finals in back-to-back years. And no Islanders general manager can say the same thing going back to Bill Torr, you know? So I think that, you know, Lou, it's not like, oh my God, this guy sucks. Get him out of here. It's that, you know, okay, well, where is this team now and what can they be later on? And I, I, you know, I am skeptical of this, but like you said, I mean, the guy's a good player and I'm going to throw out one stat right now. He has, Bo Horvat right now has 11 power play goals just, just by himself. He has 11 power play goals. The Islanders as a team have 23. So you're talking about a guy who on his own has already scored half of what this team has done uh, in this year. So, I mean, he's he's a good player and I just I hope it works out. But I'm very skeptical. I will also say before I forget that you mentioned the voices from outside. There's a lot. They all hate this trade. They hate the trade for both teams in fairness. So uh, it's not just an Islanders thing. But if you are a subscriber to The Athletic. Um, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to theathletic.com and instead of clicking on any of the trade analysis uh, articles for this, I want you to go to your account page up on the top right and uh, and scroll down until you see um, where your your payment history. It's just about halfway <laughs> down the list and and see when your subscription will next uh, renew. So you know, in my case, it's in early October. And uh, make a mental note, and then just before that renewal is set to happen, make sure to cancel your account. Because there's no, you're not going to get anything from this website that you don't already know. Uh, these people hate this trade. They hate the Islanders. They hate Lou. They're never going to like a single thing he does. If the Islanders go come back from the, the All-Star break, and as we talked about, you know they have 30 games left. If they go 25-5, and five, right, they go to the playoffs, they win the Stanley Cup, there's going to be a bunch of people saying, this was a dumb trade. This team sucks. They have nothing. This is what these guys do. There is literally half a dozen people working for this publication that under no circumstances will ever give the Islanders the benefit of any doubt. 
and just seem to really truly enjoy really get a real kick and and a real sort of verve from just shitting on this team all the time and that's what you're getting for your $72 a year so maybe you can find something else to do with your $72 and and this isn't about like you know I want somebody to kiss the Islanders ass it's not that about that at all it's about what we talk about all the time just give it to me straight <laughs> right you know I don't need the snark I don't need the funny headlines and like the funny tweets and the and the memes and the gifts just tell me the truth I just want to hear it's straight please I'm begging you so there you go. Forget the stories. Go find out when your account uh, is up and just cancel it just before that happens. Man. <laughs> don't cancel it now because, you know, you don't want to give up free stuff. And, you know, go go read about the Jets or something or the, you know, how the Bengals blew that game <laughs> on Sunday, something like that. Um, but yeah, anyway, back to Bo Horvat. So the <laughs> big thing about this, well, actually, before we get to the contract, let's talk about the, the pick. So let me, let me pull up uh, uh, Pierre Lebrun's. So it's a protected pick uh, in the first round. And first round pick from the Isles going to Vancouver is top 12 protected in this year's draft. And it would slide to 2024 uh, if it's uh, unprotected. So I guess that means that if it's in the top 12, the Islanders keep it. And if it's not, um, you know, it'll, it, it uh, would slide to 2024. So it'd be a 2024 first round pick if the Islanders if it's a, like, you know, I guess between 13 to 15, am I, am I wrong? <laughs> am, I, am I a dope? How am I reading? Am I reading yeah, so, this wrong? So or? let's say the Islanders get ha- their, their, they end up picking 13th, that pick this mm-hmm. season, that pick goes to Vancouver. If the Islanders finish top 12, which I think puts them in the lottery, I think that's, it's basically just lottery protected because the most you can move up is 11 spots in the okay. NHL lottery. So in other words, there's what Lou did was he prevented a situation where the Islanders gave up a pick the Canucks win the they miss the playoffs. The Canucks win the lottery and they draft Connor Bedard with the Islanders pick. Okay. So that's not going to happen. Like he okay. he prevented that. So if and if if the Islanders finish, you know, let's say they they have the tenth pick in the draft, they make that pick this year, and then next year's first goes to goes for Horvat. Okay, correct. So that's not too yeah. Bad it's really not. And, and like it's 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 <laughs> and and also like just remember the Islanders have every pick in the this next draft coming up. They still have the second round pick uh third fourth you know whatever and they have all their picks for they're gonna be they have one first round pick in this draft or next draft and then they have the rest of their picks i believe there's a third round pick i think that might go to arizona if i think the condition (laughs) this is actually great conditional pick for the third round 2023 third round pick for the islanders the pick is transferred to Arizona if Ladd does not play in any professional games in 2022-23 while under his contract and two does not retire before the season. So in other words, I think that pick actually goes to Arizona because I think that's happening. The uh, the condition was, will Ladd basically be LTIR'd for the whole season? And, and it looks like that's happening. Anyways. <laughs> Does he even play this year? I don't, I no, I don't think so. And I think that's why he uh, he's going. Uh, right. Now that pick's going. But anyways, the point is like they have they still have a second round pick have a fourth and a fifth um so they still have assets and they'll have cap space to make another move and whatever um you know Mm. who who knows it he he did a good job of making sure that the the worst case scenario didn't happen here with the you know lottery Mm. yeah so let's talk about the uh okay so so we got that squared away could potentially be a first round pick next year or god forbid the islanders do in fact fall apart end up with you know 10 pick the 10th pick in the draft it won't go to Vancouver. It'll, it'll stay with them, which is good. Now let's talk about the potential contract extension. So they, Bo Horvat did uh, press availability with Lou Lamorello. Again, the man is in Disney. So I'm sorry to have pulled him off of whatever ride he was on in his hotel room or whatever uh, to have to do this. Uh, that, that must've been a, a real kick in the balls, but um, he, uh, you know, he ta- they haven't had any contract extension talks. Which is bothersome, but as you mentioned, Lou has kind of gotten this done in the past. With I mean, Pajot was almost the same exact situation. Paul Mary was a little bit later, but uh, again, he's making five and a half right now. This is his big payday season, and he's having a, a, a career year in the exact right time. So you know, I am a little bit worried about what's going to happen because next year you got Barzell going to nine point one. You've got Lee still on the hook for seven million for next season, and then two more after that. Nelson, six million next year, six million that year after that. Um, Bailey, five million next year, and then he's a UFA. Pajot, five million next year, two years after that. Um, Palmieri next year, five million a year after that. So 
Uh, and then, you know, you got the Zekas Martin, Johnson folk, those kinds of guys. And then obviously the D is a whole other situation. So, um, you know, the D is more or less squared away, but Scott Mayfield, again, UFA this year. I don't think he's going to cost as much as Bo Horvat. So, I mean, there is a potential here. Now, the Islanders currently have $2 million in cap space. Uh, let's assume it goes up by one. Okay, big deal. Something is going to have to give. And, you know, maybe we see, again, at the end of this season, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but I could see Bailey being moved next year, maybe at 50%. That gets him another $2.5 million. Um, You know, I don't know. Obviously, Peugeot, Palmieri, Nelson, Lee, they're not going to Barzell's not going anywhere. Um, so I don't know, maybe they, maybe they trade Mayfield and get a first round pick back, <laughs> you know, I mean, but then that would, what would that do to their, their playoff push? So, uh, I don't, oh, sorry. Varlamov also 5 million this year and he's a UFA, but I would assume he comes back and probably for less than 5 million. So, you know, this is exactly where you were talking about comes in. Like, we don't know what it's going to be like if it's, you know, 8 million or something, that would be a problem. Uh, if it's higher than that, that would be an even bigger problem. If it's less than that, well. Maybe they can get him to stay for a little bit less. Maybe he likes the schools that much. Who knows? <laughs> but um, it's, um, I don't know. I, I, again, there's so much. I, I, maybe I'm just too, again, kind of spoiled. Because, again, the Palmieri and the Peugeot trades and the green trade didn't bother me. Because I felt like they were giving up the right price for the right guy at the right time. This feels like the wrong guy at the wrong time. I I don't know about the price yet. Obviously, Ratu is, is you know, the big kind of wild card there. I just don't feel like he's the right guy at the right time in the same way that Green, Peugeot, and Palmieri were specifically the right guys at the right time mm-hmm. and, and for the right prices. So, I don't know. We'll see. But it, it, a lot of my mood is going to change when that, you know, if we get that tweet saying yeah. <laughs> the Islanders and Bo Horvat have agreed to an extension. So, I don't know. Where, yeah, where we'll are you on that. the We'll see that on from? September 1st. It, you know, it's, it's probably yeah, already yeah, done. Exactly. It's probably, that's, and I, uh, that's like the most frustrating thing I think right now is like. I, if Bo hasn't signed by July 2nd, you know he's going back to the Yes, game. exactly. I've heard that before. Right? Like <laughs> make the jokes again uh, and and uh, we'll hear all about him. But like it, that is, it is a little frustrating. It's like, yeah, like, I think his chances are pretty good that he'll sign the extension. Right. Um, but we just might not hear about it. So that's, that's a little frustrating. Um, but uh, yeah, I think like you said it, like it, it, it could be that situation where he's the, the right guy at the wrong time uh, situation where, but this is also kind of the Lamarilla we've been waiting for. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, I'm glad he did something. Yeah, how many times we've been saying like, you know, we, the, the Pagiot trade, the Palmieri trade, those, those are basically, we knew that was coming. Like we, we, we could, right. I'm sure that, you know, if Palmieri had his house picked out, you know, three, four weeks before <laughs> the trade was made. And uh, we, we said, we want that. We want that Ilya Kovalchuk or Alexander Mogilny mm. Lou. When, when is that Lou showing up? Well, he showed up yeah. and um, now it's time to, you know, hope that it, it works out for, for the Islanders. And, I think there's a there's this funny kind of uh like sentiment in uh on like sports twitters like different echo chambers that you're in depending on the sport where it's everybody says you we they hate everyone hates when teams like actively don't try to get better or don't take a risk to get better. Why didn't they go for it on fourth and three there? Like you're you're not you know you're not giving yourself a chance to win. Or why why didn't you make this trade if if this team only gave up this? Remember when Taylor Hall got traded for like a second round pick or something? And and the the tweet was you know, that everyone was like, well, I didn't you know if you're you're every thirty one GM should be fired right now or something like that. Um, <laughs> This is a fireable offense. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, and and I know the Islanders giving up more than that. So, but um, but then when a team does make a move to try and win, the Islanders are trying to win with this trade. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're trying to win, which that's what you want from your fan, like it's from true. a team's yeah. perspective. So they the Islanders are doing what everybody always says they want to see teams do: pull your goalie with seven minutes left when you're down three. What's what do you have to lose? You should be trying your best to win. Even if it means you're gonna, you know, you're you're not. Even if you don't, like you should. The whole point is trying to win. Yet here we are. The Islanders are trying to win, and 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 people are mocking them for it. Um, and you have to think of it from the like take a step back now and look at the the race. 
The Islanders are in a race. They're not in a race with the the Bruins or the Maple Leafs or the Avalanche. The Islanders are not going to be a team that wins the Stanley Cup because they're you know elite and they have these elite talents and they they've they're just they've they were able to sign big ticket free agents. They have made six first round picks in the last decade. That's not mm. who they are. They're not competing with with Boston. They're not competing with the Avalanche. They're they're not. They're they need to the their race is with. Pittsburgh, Washington, Buffalo, Florida, um, <laughs> and I, I don't know if I'm missing another team in this. Oh, it's the Islanders. So it's like a five-team race for for right. two spots, and this makes them it gives them a better chance. They're they're about you know six points off the playoff pace, and they have games against all these teams left in in the rest of the season. And now all those teams, the fans of all those teams, saying, "Yeah, the Islanders got better. We need to get better." So it, it gives them the only chance the Islanders have of winning a Stanley Cup this season is to be the team that gets gets into the playoffs somehow and then gets lucky and has the goalie. That's it. They're not going to win the playoff. They're not going to win the Stanley Cup because they had an in in their in his prime, you know, Sidney Crosby or Patrick Kane or Nathan McKinnon. That's not who they are. They're the team that needs to just get in and then pray that every bounce goes their way and their goalie stands on his head and that happens sometimes and this this trade gives them that chance so for for these like these reasons i'm excited i'm you know this these this next slate of games man uh yeah i, I i'm pumped i'm i'm so excited that we still have five or six days off <laughs> it, that, that's it's the- so funny that yeah we were just talking about oh thank god these guys have a week off because <laughs> we need a break and now it's almost like man i wish they were just playing tomorrow night and we could get to it I'm, I'm i am i am happy they're off because uh you know he at least we can dream a little more and, and oh, who knows maybe yeah. tomorrow Lou's gonna reel in another maybe Jacob Tr- Chikrin is coming next who knows because uh, <laughs> all of a sudden Fridge is on a heater with with connecting players to the Islanders and he, yeah. he connected Chikrin to uh, but uh, yeah I, I this this gives them a better chance to win their race they're not trying to win mm-hmm. the race that everybody thinks that they're is in you're, you're gonna see yeah. charts like well the Islanders only have a one percent chance to win the Stanley Cup this year according to my model Okay, like it doesn't matter. That's not real life. <laughs> like, yeah. it, like it doesn't matter what what if they get into the playoffs and, and they win around because they have Bo Horvat on their team and, and he scores a power play goal when a team when their team can't score on the power play to save its life. Then all of a sudden, we're we're having a very different conversation. And um, so yeah, I mean that's how I feel. I feel like it's definitely a risky move. There's reasons to be scared. But I think that there's so many reasons to be excited. And this is the whole point of being a fan is moments like this for three years from now. We know Atu Ratu looks like he's going to be a weird Islander. Maybe Bo Horvat's going to be a weird Islander. Um, But man, uh, uh, there's also the chance that he just turns into an absolute hero. Um, And we will, you know, six, seven years from now be like, man. That was the best. Like when they traded for Bo mm. Horvat, he what a what a <laughs> you know what a what a move that was. Uh, you know, it could be the, the like a Letty or Boychuk or Viznovsky. Yeah. Yeah. These are uh, I, for the first it, time in in eighteen months. It's so exciting to be an Islander fan yeah, right now. I guess that that's a good point. It is true. It's funny because you're like you're looking at some of the trades that paid off and and worked out in their favor, and I'm I'm literally thinking of the last time the Islanders acquired a Canucks captain. <laughs> when they were just on, barely on the outskirts of the playoffs, and that didn't work out so well either. Although Trevor Linden did resign, so I can't say he did play a full other season with the Islanders. And, and again, Trevor was a good player, man. He was. I was when that was when I was an intern. Like he's a very nice guy. He tried to make a uh, you know a good go of it here, and it just didn't. I mean, that team, that team, obviously. I'm not comparing that team to this team because that team stunk. <laughs> like, let's be honest. But and I don't think that uh, Atu Ratu is going to become Todd Bertuzzi anytime soon, obviously. But, um, you know, let, let's talk about the two guys, though, that um, that left. You know, Beauvillier, you know, we we just had it out with him on our last episode. Like, Very likable. You know, he, he, the man has a burger named after him. Like, how can you not love this guy? And, and he's always been a breath of fresh air. But, man, those slumps, they just drive you crazy. And he's got all the tools. He's one of the few guys on this team that has speed. Like, he's had speed for the longest time. He's 25, so it's not like he's you know getting any younger. He's not old, certainly. Uh, he's only two years younger than than Horvat, though. And you know, I, I don't know. I'm I'm, in, I'm curious to see how how he works out in Vancouver. Now he's he's a UFA, not next year, but the year after. So 
he might not be long for Vancouver either. Maybe he goes back and plays in Montreal where he's always had a good, uh, a good showing every time the Islanders play there. But um, it is sad to lose a guy who, who meant a lot to this team. Like it was always, you know, whenever you lose a player that you think is going to be a core piece, and we've talked about this, you know, we've been doing this for eight years. So we've talked about this a lot, a lot, you know, the core players tend to go. And, and it is funny that once again, a core player leaves and, Josh Bailey is still here. He's, <laughs> he is the, the, the last man standing once again, or not, not the last yeah, man, but one of so the last good. standing. So, yeah, I, I'm sad to see Bo go. I, I liked him, even though he drove me he's, crazy. He's he's <laughs> he's just the guy that you know he's gonna get a huge rip when he comes back on. Uh, oh, absolutely! In a week, and they're then, gonna play that that goal on a loop, man. For sure. And, and he's he he was so good at jumping into the arms of someone else in a in a in a in a goal celebration. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you like I I think you look at his his just stats overall, and he's he scored twenty goals once in his career, and that yeah. was his rookie year, year twenty seventeen eighteen, and yeah. that was this, the the Doug Waite hockey year, and and then you know from that point on, it's it's just dipped. Um, yeah. you know who I feel like his career. First of all, I I can totally see him in a. I mean, now it's I'm going to, so it sounds funny to say, but you can I can just see his him in that white canucks jer- jersey with like the right. green and blue and and the block font yeah. of his name uh so uh it just makes sense but i feel like his careers he's gonna have like a now it's gonna be like a blake como kind of career where i could see bovillier just yeah just bouncing around yeah. signing these one or two year deals taking some ptos here and there because mm. there's there's just a lot of anthony bovilliers out there there are um he's never eclipsed 40 points but he's basically always going to give you between 30 and 40 or 28 and 40 points a season. Uh, and for four and a half million dollars, that's just too much. I think uh, for this team. So they get this, this money off the books for next year. They can use that uh, for a, a Horvat extension, first of all. And like you said, there's, there's other money coming off, but yeah, Anthony Beauvillier is like, he's, he's provided some legendary moments for, for this mm-hmm. fan base. And uh, I, I don't think I've ever been more present in my life than I was during uh, that playoff run. And I will just never, ever, ever forget that, that goal and everything mm-hmm. about it. Cause I remember uh, thinking to myself when, when the Islanders beat the Penguins, they were in the second round and they were playing playoff games at Nassau Coliseum in the second round. Uh, I just thinking to myself, you've, you've been waiting your whole life basically for this. Um, Mm -hmm. You better, you better soak up every little bit of it from, you know, what waking up in the morning, you're just what you're doing during the day, your emotions throughout the day, what it was felt like before and after the game. And, and when it, that Beauvillier goal, like the whole game, I remember everything about it. I remember feeling sick to my stomach and in between the third period and overtime. Right. And I just, and, and the one thing that I am the most grateful for Anthony Beauvillier for in of everything he's done is that he scored that goal 90 seconds into overtime. There was, yes. n- there, we didn't have to sit through two overtimes. There was none of that. Like he did it quick. Uh, and he scored and he had that quote and yeah, he's, he's, he's an Islander, like love him. And, uh, he, he seemed to be a pretty popular guy, uh, with everyone. And, um, uh, yeah, he, he'll be missed in, um, more of an, a nostalgic way, I guess, than, uh, uh, on the ice way because mm-hmm. he just, yeah, he just really wasn't putting, producing enough for this team. You, you were talking about like right guys at the right moment or wrong guys at the wrong moment. Anthony Beauvillier was probably, he was the wrong guy for this team because they, they needed someone. Yeah. He needed to be the third line, like left wing for this team, yeah. not the, yeah. not the first line left wing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, that's a good point. And actually I thought about that too. When the first trade first came down, I was like, here I was wanting Bo to get a chance with Barzell. And he finally gets a couple of games on the top line and then they just trade his ass to, to Vancouver. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, I guess that one's on me, too. But, uh, yeah, Bo, a likable guy. But I think we could all say what was a, a movable piece was a, uh, you know, a guy, a, 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 I guess, a replacement, you know, a replaceable player. He was not an ir- irreplaceable player in, in a way. But but again, a nice player. Good, good guy. Wish he wish him the best. 
hope it works out. Uh, and as far as Ratu goes, um, I had a lot of faith in this guy. I thought he was going to be the next big thing here. Got a couple of games. Has a very high IQ. You could tell that right away from just watching him play. You know, needs a little bit of seasoning, obviously. Uh, the skating speed, maybe not quite there. But uh, he scored a couple of really nice goals. I mean, he he helped spark that comeback uh, in that game against Vancouver. <laughs> that was, uh, for a time being, the only game the Islanders won in January. So that was fun. Um, you know, he, he he might be something. Like, I, I would not be surprised if he turns into a pretty good player out in Vancouver. But, uh, you know, that, that's the one that really hurts, I think, really giving up. Because I'm just shocked. Like, I didn't think that, you know, this team does not have a lot of great top-end prospects. And he was one of them. Uh, and so now it's down to, to Bull Duke and uh, Dufour. And uh, I guess that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I? Oh, and Holmstrom. Holmstrom, yeah. yeah. And, and whoever they drafted this year. And, uh, but I, I'm, I'm not terribly worried about that. Because, look, when th- this team... <laughs> The funny thing about the Islanders is if they, they wanted to before this trade, they literally could have run it back again next year because every forward, uh, except for Zach Parisi and I think Hudson Fashing, were under team control for next year. Uh, so when, like they're not, I don't, I really don't think that there's any intention of this team for right or wrong. We'll find out later what what the you know, what they should do, but um, that this team was just gonna, you know, tear it down and and start things next year they just signed matt barzell to an eight-year contract extension right. so, and and i think that uh yeah, that's something also to keep in mind here is that he signed that eight-year deal um and he's getting paid 9.15 i'd be shocked if uh you know horvat is comes close to that but um right i'm assuming yeah. I, i'm assuming it's going to be close to that 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 anders lee kind of range where it's like seven mil or whatever but we'll see also yeah. the cap's going to go up soon too so who knows? Right. I don't know. Who knows what what with this stuff? It's it's it, yeah. like I keep saying it, this this can go in a million different directions, uh, yeah. and and we won't know until it happens. And and you should just enjoy the journey, which now includes uh, the mm. a former Canucks captain and uh, uh, ninth overall pick by the uh, Vancouver Canucks that was uh, traded for Corey Schneider back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that's I the. <laughs> Goes around, comes yeah. around part. I was at that draft. Uh, I was at that draft sitting in my, next to my friend Les, who who wrote for Lighthouse Hockey. And uh, yeah, we were there when that trade went down. And uh, we all thought that it was going to be, um, you know, Niederreiter going to Vancouver for Bo, for uh, Corey Schneider. And it was the ninth overall pick to Vancouver for Corey Schneider. And the Devils got a goalie and the uh, uh, Canucks got Bo Horvat and the Islanders got uh, Ryan Pollock. And they also got... Cal Clutterbuck because <laughs> he got <laughs> traded uh, for uh, for Nino Nino Rider. So yeah, it was, it was a lot of kind of goes around, comes around, and uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I gotta tell you, like this doesn't happen too often on this show, but I feel like you've gotten me, you've gotten my spirits up. I feel yeah. like you really have, uh, you know, your your enthusiasm is rubbing off on. Yeah, you. and and it's not like I'm not trying to say, you know, say to anyone that you you can't you can't feel queasy about it. I think mm. of course it's change, change. Yeah. And, and when you're an Islander fan, like your roots are sunk into this team and oh, yeah. it feels like, you know, it feels it's very familial. So it feels almost like, man, my cousin just got traded to a different family. Like we talk about these guys yeah. as the uncles, right? Like one of the uncles, yeah. you know, one of the younger uncles, I guess you'd call him a cousin, just got traded yeah. to uh, to a different cool team uncle. across one of the uncool uncles. <laughs> one of the uncool uncles. Yeah. <laughs> he just got traded to a, a different family across the country. Like we might right. never see him again. Um so uh yeah it's cha- like change is scary yeah. and whatever but like i said right. like fear fear is one thing anger is an- another thing i would i wouldn't really waste my time with the latter because there's yeah. there's nothing you can do about it anymore like the trade happened and whatever and so you can be scared of what's to come or you can be excited about it and and i think fear and excitement kind of maybe come from the same uh you know part of whatever makes you f- feel emotion in your body um so it it's it it's fun to see it, it'll be both exciting and scary to see where this goes um because it is a pivotal moment in in this era of the islanders and we haven't had a pivotal moment in a long time it's been very bland around here yes. um but now we have a, a pivotal moment to kind of uh see how you know where it goes and you know if best case scenario me you and everybody around here or victory lapping on some people that we've been waiting to victory lap on it for for a long time and you know worst case scenario we just don't engage with them and and we just are back here doing yeah. this 
podcast talking about where do the Islanders go from here, uh, which yeah. we would be doing if they didn't trade for Bo Horvat. But <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't plan on engaging with them at all. And uh, come October, I don't plan on uh, funding them with my money. So there you go. I'm looking forward to that. Come <laughs> regardless of Bo Horvat, no Bo Horvat. Uh, that's that's the part that I'm looking forward to. But that's for me. Uh, to enjoy um yeah so there you go um you know there'll be a lot to shake out and uh, we'll talk a lot more about it we are going to come back next sunday after the all-star game so we'll see what team bo horvat uh suits up for uh it's in sunrise on saturday but it'll be a lot of fun i hope hope Um, he goes for the pacific team you know i mean he has to right like maybe he could take Ilya Sorokin's spot not play goalie but you know Ilya, come back don't go down (laughs) don't go go down there (laughs) I mean, somebody might get "quote unquote" hurt uh, bef- between now and then. Yeah. You know, maybe Crosby pulls one of these, like, "Oh, I can't play," you know, and then all of a sudden, Horvats. The Islanders get three All Stars, and they'll send some other Canuck, whatever this, whoever the second best Canuck is. Oh, wait, him, you know? one thing I just need to point out: it would be remiss yeah. if I forgot a dereliction of my duties, if you will. Um, he knows Josh Bailey from like World Championships, and he name dropped him, which is just it. Yeah, I just love that everybody in this league, except for the people who cover it, know who Josh Bailey is. <laughs> <laughs> you also called barzell barzy Bar- yeah so there you go. he's already he's already in on it so you know uh, i actually you know real, real quick though it, it is funny because here i was thinking that a that a brock Be- uh yeah brock besser for Bo- a bovillier trade made the most sense you know winger for winger struggling i think i even might have mentioned that on the podcast but they ended up getting the other guy the canucks who were looking to trade and said there you go so yeah so we'll see how it how it plays out um uh, we will be back like i said on sunday with another episode. I forgot to mention in our last episode, we did a weird Islanders last week about Zen and Kanopka with our friend, Peter Flynn. Check it out. It's great. Zenin is a real cult hero. Uh, came in kind of out of nowhere and ended up leaving one of the more popular sort of one and done Islanders we've ever seen. And I uh, did a lot of that with his fists, but he also won a lot of faceoffs and uh, won a lot with his mouth and his sense of humor too. So check it out. Weird Islanders podcast, Zen and Kanopka. It was a good time. Um, Read Lighthouse Hockey every single day while you still can. Uh, for your most up-to-date Islanders news and discussion, go to VintageIceHockey.com. Use Anxiety in the co- uh, promo code box. Save 15%. Buy an Al Arbor or the Island t-shirt or something, and, and uh, our portion goes to the Center for Dementia Research. Uh, try wines from the Pinot Project, thepinotproject.com. Uh, everything is delicious. They're all under $15 a bottle. Get it at UBS Arena when you go to the next game. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. So, uh any final thoughts on this i mean you've been again you, you've you've lifted me up i don't know uh <laughs> no, I'm where just excited. else to go from I'm, here yeah i'm excited yeah. and um you know i'm looking forward to to talking again in a few days and maybe we'll have a a bo horvat extension to talk about or uh Ilya sure. kovalchuk signing or something you know something <laughs> crazy so we'll see because because that lamarillo has finally shown up um mm. it only took was this five years yeah, yes, what, yes. his moves his moves so far have been uh you know have run the gamut from Val Filpola and Leo Komarov mm. on the day that John Tavares left <laughs> to this uh signing Russ Johnson to right. that deal so it's uh, his 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 uh his resume with the Islanders when you compare mm. it to like the Devils one you're like oh yeah these Devils ones these look like Lumen Lamarello did it and then the Islanders mm. one you're like whoa <laughs> It's all over the place. Uh, d- don't forget to mention. Don't forget trading a first round pick for Alexander Romanov. That's too. right. <laughs> that was this, that was sort of the the warm up. That was the 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 opening act to this one. Like that kind of came out of nowhere. All right, it's worked out okay. Now now we've gotten the real thing. So there you go. Yeah, uh, I guess so. We'll, we'll see. I mean, again, your excitement has, has rubbed off on me. So where can everybody find you on Twitter? The Big League Basket with two E's. Follow Mike at the Big Lebowski, read his work at Action Network, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of days to uh, see how we all feel then (laughs) without any games to play. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Bye-bye.